Welcome to the Beyond Football Show. Here's your host, Hannah Hall and Kate Lay. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Beyond Football Show. I'm your host, Hannah Hall. And I'm Kate Lay, and we're here to talk to you all things Beyond Football. Hi, Hannah. As everyone can see, I'm back in San Jose, you know, for all of our listeners out there. I was in Kentucky for a month, kind of visiting my family. So things have just been kind of just the flow of things, you know, and I'm just trying to trust the process because kind of just going from three hours ahead to three hours back, there's just a huge time zone difference. And so I'm catching up on sleep and, you know, really happy to be here. We have a really special guest for you guys today. You know, one of his sayings is trust the process. So everyone give a warm welcome to Brandon Rutley. Brandon, how are you today? We have Brandon, CEO, founder, alum, supporter. Um, First of all, just tell me about yourself. What year you graduated, your major, your position. Let's just talk about that real quick. What's going on, everybody? I appreciate you guys all having me. Um, First off, I want to say this is dope. It's always exciting to see young, innovative people creating their own, starting to create a way for themselves. And um, so for me, I was really excited when I got the opportunity to be on this show. Um, uh, For me, I I finished school in spring 2011, graduated with a communications degree, Um, played football, uh, scholarship athlete there from, what, 2007, to 11, uh, made my way to the CFL and been playing ever since. I just recently retired, like you said, now CEO and founder of my own business. So I couldn't be more happy to be transitioning to something that I'm passionate about and that drives me. You know, as athletes, how it is, you got to find something that gives you that energy, and, and it definitely does. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And I know we talk about your time in the CFL. So kind of just tell us about your journey, you know, at San Jose and the CFL and what the steps you took and all of that. Yeah, let's just talk some football real quick. Because I know we yeah. got <laughs> listeners who talk football real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah so, um, you know, football for me is, is something I've done since I was eight years old. So uh, it got to a point, my brothers, they also played football. So I wanted to follow in their footsteps. And... High school, I was a monster. Everything that, you know, could have went right, went right. And then uh, I, I ran into this issue where I didn't take the right classes to accept the majority of my scholarships. And lo and behold, San Jose State offered me a scholarship and said, hey, we do something differently. You can come here and finish those college core classes here at San Jose State, and we'll put you on a scholarship the next season. So I did that, I got to San Jose State and I got acclimated as a student, which I suggest that for anyone because it's a different environment. You know, you're moving away from home, you have this independence now. And I fell in love with being a student. I fell in love, I joined a frat, I'm an, I'm an alpha. I joined a, um, Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated at San Jose State um, back spring 09 is when I crossed. Um, and I just fell in love with that process of enjoying school, the parties, hanging out, the simplicity. I don't know if the quad is the same way. When I was there, the quad was a place that you go to. People put their music on. Yeah. We would vibe. That's <laughs> yep. the way it was. That's the way it was back then. So it was fun. We used to have these, um, these crazy days. I remember a, a hot summer day. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but we had this massive water fight. And it was years ago where everyone from their dorms was out. And we were in the quads, water balloons, buckets, and we were running around having this huge fight out there. Just those are the kind of memories that I, I took with me the most. And 
<laughs> and then I go into the next year becoming a football player. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is as an athlete, how it's 24-7 work. Oh, and yeah. um, I struggled with that at first because I enjoy being a student more. It was the first time in my life since eight years old that I didn't have the game attached to me. So I went to a new school, a new environment, a new place. People didn't know me as Brandon Rudley, the football player. They just knew me as Brandon Rudley, this guy who goes down to the mm-hmm. event center and dances in the mirror and has fun like that. That's the kind of stuff that I would do during that freshman year. I didn't even play football. I didn't work out with the team. And then, boom, out of nowhere, my um, little gray shirt, freshman year, I, I started playing football. So I started incorporating myself into that environment and trying to become disciplined and start that process of being a Mr. Football player. So um, my sophomore year, or I would say my freshman year, I had a good season. You know, I was hitting the, you know, knocking down the dials they thought I would. I would. I would be a good player. I was starting to improve. And Coach Brennan was actually there when I was there back then. And I go into my sophomore year, that's when I joined my frat. I got back into my schoolboy stuff, right? And then I had a terrible sophomore year, terrible sophomore year. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't training. I wasn't focusing on my classes. So I really didn't play. I just rolled the bench my sophomore year, picked things up, started rolling again my junior year, senior year. They say, okay, there may be some opportunity for you to play at the next level, you know, if you continue to push yourself and progress. But one thing that people didn't know about me is that I was a little, was a little hard-headed. It was tough for me to, um, to, to allow a coach or any type of authority to talk to us students any old kind of way. I just didn't accept that. For me, respect is a big deal. And there's a fine line between disciplining someone and giving someone a life lesson and being an asshole. And so, you know, I was the type of player that I advocated for everyone. If you said something that I felt was wrong, I was like, no, that's BS. Don't talk to him like that. And I didn't say it that calmly. I probably would have been screaming back then based off the way my emotions used to be. And so I did that quite a bit, not knowing that even though I may have been right in some situations, it probably wasn't my place as as a kid, as a student athlete to intervene all the time. So that hurt me. So, you know, when those 32 teams came in from the NFL asking about players, you know, Brandon Rudd is a no-go. That's not someone that you want to invest your time and energy in because he's undisciplined. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming from San Jose State. It's not a massive school. I had good numbers, but there was other players that had just as good, if not better numbers than me. So the draft comes around, crickets, I hear nothing. Mm-hmm. No one gave me an opportunity. Nobody gave me a shot. Um, to be drafted, uh, I, I ended up going to Oakland, the Oakland Raiders, in 2012, to a um, three-day mini camp, and that was just a favor that my head coach asked our previous offensive coordinator, who is now the Oakland Raiders quarterback coach, to give me an opportunity. So that's the only reason I got there. So it was just like, "Hey, welcome. Run around for a couple of days, and we'll we'll see you later." Mm-hmm. But funny thing to transition. You know, at this point, right, I had never been really rejected. I've never really been told no. And, you know, as an athlete or you're just a person in the world, you know, you're trying to make it, you want to make impact, you want to be popular, you want people to like you. Being rejected is very difficult, right? So, so, <laughs> so I do three days in Oakland, and I, I remember the final day. They said, hey, we're going to read up the list of people that we're keeping, the guys that we aren't keeping, best of luck to you. They read the names off and my name wasn't announced. And so I, um, I'm just kind of looking at it. I'm thinking to myself, hey, you must have made a mistake, right? You know, 
Brandon Rudley, the football player. Right. You know, all star in, 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 in high school. I'm good in college. You know, people know this is what I do. I'm supposed to make this. This is for me, right? Right. And that was the first time I was ever like, oh my God, I'm crushed. Mm-hmm. Now I have I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no sense of direction because I left school early because I thought I was getting I was going pro. So I had four classes left, right? Right. And my best friends at the time, Duke Ed Nacho and Peyton Thompson. Duke signed with the Denver Broncos and Peyton signed with the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm not going back to school. I'm I'm supposed to be gone. My buddies are gone already. So I was like, the hell with school, the hell with this, let me figure something out. And I kind of snuck back to my um, to my girlfriend now wife's house uh, back in college because she was still finishing the classes, and I would just be in San Jose trying to figure out if I was going to get an opportunity to play somewhere. Luckily, CFL called. Um, first team was the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I went out there with the same mindset. This kid, like, like, you know, this is your show. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm like, I shouldn't be here, right? I should be yeah. in the league. That's where I should be, and. Um, so I wasn't grateful for that opportunity. And um, I remember walking to the coach's office and I said, I'm, I think I'm going to leave. I don't, I don't, this isn't for me. I'm better than this place. Not understanding that if you're not in the NFL, you, you want to get in the CFL because those are the two biggest leagues. And you're making more money than you ever made in your life. So why aren't you grateful? Um, so that season goes by, off season comes. I get released from that team too. Second time being rejected. They cut me. Like, perfect. I can get into the NFL again. I could try to get into the NFL because I never got in there. And um, crickets, nothing. Maybe I'll go back to the CFL. Crickets, nothing. So now here I am, no degree, no CFL, no NFL. And I'm in this position where I'm sitting in my, my girlfriend's bedroom in San Jose while she's still finishing out her degree. And some of my buddies, some of my old teammates are still there, like thinking I'm gone, but I'm really right around the corner just hanging out embarrassed hiding mm-hmm. and um you know i had to figure out a way to humble myself but before i continue with the story if you guys got any questions i can uh, all right so yeah i think i just kind of wanted to hear about that cfl next part of that and what that ended up looking like and how you ended up you know playing in the cfl um but as you said and i think this all goes back to kate's you know original uh line of trust the process i'm kind of getting i'm kind of getting that we're on that track here so i'm I'm invested in this story let's let's keep it going going. okay yeah so um like like you said kate said trust the process right and i don't think i necessarily trusted the process then i was just like man i need something to happen i need something to work Mm -hmm. and um i had no choice but to um humble myself and figure out what I need to do to get to the next step. So I got a job at 24 Hour Fitness because I needed a gym membership because I was too embarrassed to go to San Jose State and still work out. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a gym membership, right? Mind you, there's hundreds of 24 Hour Fitnesses in San Jose. I got mine in Mountain View somewhere down there. Yeah. So no one would see me, right? So I would, I would drive down there and I would do my work and then I would also work out. And then after I got done with that job, I'd go to the Boys and Girls Club where I would also work and do work with the kids running around, still have an opportunity. It's a big gym there too, so I'll be able to work out there. And then I have one more job at this place called Yumi, which was a um, child care facility. And so I'm working all three of these jobs in rotation, 24 seven, Monday through Sunday, I'm at work. And um, at this point, um, Michelle and I, we found a little apartment 
in San Jose because she had finished school at this point and she was she got a job immediately in teaching and um we were going through that process living a fine life but yeah. I'll be watching my best friend on tv on Sundays yeah you know, that's like, hard. You know, I, that was tough for me I'm like this is this is crazy mm-hmm. right I'm, I should be out there and I remember he was playing the Oakland Raiders so he's like, hey, you, you guys want to come to the game? And so we go to the game. And this part, I never tell this part to anybody. It's funny. We, we went to the game, and I remember he gave us those tickets. And I sat in the, I sat in the stands, and I watched him play out there at this, the highest level you could possibly play at, right? Mm-hmm. And after that game, I went back home, and I kept those two tickets that he gave me for, I swear, it must have been five years after that. I hung them on my bedroom wall, and then I wrote, like, a note to myself what I needed to do to get to that place because I was so unhappy that I didn't have the opportunity. And for me, everything was reliant on football. If I, if I get to the league, I'll be able to get my degree. If I get to the league, it'll solve my financial issues. If I get to the league, I'll be able to get that car I want. If I get to the league, I'll be able to do the stuff that I'm currently doing on my Instagram right now with my business. I'll be able to do all that. And I felt like in order for all that to happen, I had to get to the league because there's no Brandon Rutley without football player attached to it. Right. And um, so I would just consistently work and I would look at that every day after I walked out of the bedroom, I would look at that, those two tickets and, and I would, you know, I started using my, um, my grief and fear and anger to, to work harder and to humble myself and to look for opportunities, any opportunity I can find. And a year goes by, I heard nothing. I worked my jobs. My, uh, Michelle had a dream of working in education policy in Washington, D.C., and I still had a dream of playing football. Um, shit, at any level at this point, I was just so desperate for an opportunity. And um, the Montreal Alouettes held an open workout at San Jose State of all places. I remember my buddy, my buddy had a buddy who was going to each and every workout he heard of because he was desperate for an opportunity. And I used to make fun of those guys. I used to they're like, oh, they're never going to get an opportunity. There's three, four hundred people out there spending their money to work out, and this league is just taking American money and going back. <laughs> and so I, I asked Michelle, I said, I think I, I told her, I think I'm going to try this workout. I'm going to pay this money. So I paid rent. We paid our bills. I had a, like $150 left to my name at that point. And I said, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. It is what it is. And so I go out there and I give my last hundred bucks. And I do the workout and I'm killing it. I'm having fun. Football is fun again. I'm not, it's not the stress of wanting to be a superstar, this, this, and that. I just wanted to play because I genuinely loved the game at that point. I, I enjoyed making people miss, catching the ball, making big plays. It's things that I did when I was a kid. Right. And um, I did that, had a great day. They said, hey, Brandon, we really like you. We want you to come out to camp. And I'm like, yes, I got an opportunity. But the kicker is you have to find your way to Montreal. I'm thinking to myself, wow, mind you, I'm not a, I'm not a hot commodity. They don't know who I am. They don't really care, right? So I, um, I told Michelle that, and she asked me, am I sure? Because she saw what that defeat and that um, disappointment did to me the first time. I was depressed. I was sick. I, you know, I had no real drive. Yeah, it's, I said, yeah, I think it's I, scary when you put your scary. whole to something and you have yep. no idea, and especially as an athlete and you identify with that your whole life. It's It's scary. Exactly, exactly. So that was something that was very difficult, but I was sure that I wanted to go. And she said, you know what, I think I'm going to do my work in education policy as well. 
And so we put our 30 days in and I booked a one way to Montreal and she booked the one way to Washington, DC. And we're, I'm sitting here talking to you guys now, 10 years later. And that was the way that process went. I, I went to Montreal and I, I fought and I grinded and I did everything that I possibly could. And I spent six years there in Montreal on that team. And Michelle went to DC, she fought and she grinded and she, she did it. She made it out there in education policy and uh, under, eventually understood that that's not where she wanted to be and transitioned. Now she's working as a, um, a manager at Facebook, you know, and we're going through this, through this process. I understood that, you know, like I can't always say, trust the process, trust the process. Everyone always says, trust the process, trust the process. And I think through this process, I understood that although it was something the league and everything and having that popularity having the most money in the world. That's all I really want to go there for. I wanted to go there so I can transition to acting and, 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 and go to the, the Golden Globes, the Oscars. That's where I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to do. I just, the football was a way to get me there, not knowing that I can do the things that I wanted to do. I can dance. I can put clothes on. I can help people by just doing it, not having to have a, a game attached to me. Not, that didn't have to be my driving factor and so through that process I understood that um, no matter the situation you either sink or swim and it's a choice uh, an act of choice you have to make to change the trajectory of your life you have to make a choice say okay you know I'm gonna do this I'm gonna become more disciplined and I I needed those things because I live the richest life in the world right now you know I'm full my wife is happy. She's pregnant with our first baby girl. I'm doing the things that I love to do. And I'm the most comfortable I've ever been in my life because I'm secure with myself. Right. I'm happy with myself. Brandon Rutley without football is enough. Exactly. And, right? that, and yeah, that's such a huge thing that, you know, I'm glad that we went through this story because even as a <laughs> former athlete myself, I understand how hard it is to get away from that identity of soccer is my life, football is my yeah. life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what I want to ask you next is, as we said, you're obviously very accomplished, CEO and founder of The Trend. Where did this idea begin? And can you tell me a little bit about it before we go into some other questions? For sure. Um, so I'll start like this. Well, I have a very strong mother. You know, single mother of four kids. And so she, she used to do what she needed to do to make sure that we had clothes on our back. And forgive if you hear noise in the back. My, my wife's on the conference call now, too, if you guys hear a little bit of noise. Okay. Um, but uh, so she, what she would do is she made sure every year that we had at least two outfits to start the school year off. Mm -hmm. And what I would do in that situation, I said, well, she also got me two outfits last time school started and she got me two outfits last time you know the spring started so for me I would take those two outfits and I would mix and match them with every single thing that I had in my house so those two those two new outfits became 15 new outfits because maybe I might pair that new shirt with those jeans from you know two years ago maybe I might mix and match that shirt with those pants that I got for Christmas and so I started going through that process and I loved it. I loved the idea of creating more with less. You don't need a lot of money to look clean, to look fly. And I've never been, you know, 
I've never been a big uh, fan about, oh, I need to go get the most exclusive, the most expensive. No, I need to get something that fits me nice. And it's really not the, the, um, the clothes that makes the person, it's the person that makes the clothes. And so I had this idea. I was like, what can I do off the field that represents who I am? I love to get dressed. People always ask me, hey, Brandon, where'd you get that? I, I like this outfit, but I just can't dress like that. I'm thinking to myself, you mean it's, I don't know, I go to H&M, I go to, to, to TJ Maxx, to Marshalls. I go anywhere and I put something on and I, I style it a certain way. And then I realized that, okay, this is something that I'm actually good at because I've always gotten compliments. Someone's always said something to me about it. So I said, how do I create um, a, a brand or an idea that's going to um, give me the opportunity to speak to people like this and connect with people to help them increase their confidence, plus put them in something that makes them see themselves the way other people probably already see them. And um, so I was at home one day and I was like, what's the name? What can I do? And then I said to myself, you know, I feel like people are always trying to trend. That's what everyone's trying to do. Whether you're trying to be popular, you're trying to make a statement, you're trying to make an impact, whether that be you're trying to get a good job, whether it be you're trying to get a date, whether that be you're trying to uh, get something new, you're trying to trend. And then I said, okay, well, trend and, you know, uh, the name itself is cool. How do I make it my individual own? And so I added the second in um, where it's like I've always been a big believer. What doesn't make sense to everyone else makes sense to me. That's why I added the second in. Cause it, and after a while, if you see it long enough, it'll make sense to you also. Yeah. And um, so I started drawing it out, drawing it out. And trend by defin definition means to move in a direction of development and change. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to trend. Yeah. And it was simple for me to, when I found that out and I understood that part, the, the branding was, was easy. I was like, let me just plug and play. Because I do the same thing with my clients. I'm talking to my clients. I'm having this conversation. And we'll, we'll talk about, okay, Brandon, I'm wearing this tonight. And I'll say, maybe you might want to put your hair in a high pony. Shows more of your neckline. These are the kind of things that, you know, we do and try to create confidence and instill confidence within the people that we're talking to. Mm -hmm. And then so you can go out feeling like, I know I'm doing my thing. I know I'm popping. Right? And so uh, that's kind of how I've developed the brand and been moving moving forward from there. I, I have to ask because we just kind of got into the next question. So before we move forward, <laughs> um, athletes, uh, sorority, fraternity members, <laughs> we all are in college getting ready for our next step of life. I know for myself, um, I've been, I asked my mom and my aunts, I'm like, you know, I have an internship coming up. What do I wear? I don't want to look mm -hmm. like, I want to look, I'm a 21 year old, but I want to look like I'm 25, like a boss, you know, a woman. Yeah. In the work yeah. world. Um, yeah. So as people move into their professional careers, what is the importance of that confidence in the workplace? You know, look good, feel good. You, you know what I mean? Obviously. Yeah. And I think um, it's so important. It's, it's, it's one of the first things that people see because when you get online, people aren't going to be like, oh, well, that just looks like a good person. Yeah. They're going to say that you put together. They're going to look at those details, right? Yeah. They're going to look and see that you put care and time into what you've done and to how you presented yourself. You are the product. You're selling yourself. You're not selling, you know, oh, well, I'm perfect for the job because I can, I can write like this or I can type this fast or I can do this job that fast. No, you don't fit this space because you don't look the part, right? If I have a fashion, if I have a fashion company, I say, okay, you know what? 
I'm going to hire, you know, I'm interviewing you, Hannah and Kate, and you guys come on here and your hair is not done. Uh, you don't have a little bit of makeup on. It's not, not to say that makeup is the most important thing, but presenting <laughs> yeah. yourself in general, I just want to make that clear, but just mm -hmm. being presentable in general is such an important thing mm -hmm. because people are attracted to that. They're like, okay, well, you can represent my brand well. You, you, you fit that part. And, you know, maybe you might have a look, maybe you might need a little bit of help with wearing the right things and you'll find that throughout the time in that new space. But I, I, think it's, I think it's so important. So that's one of the things that I want to offer services-wise is event styling, personal styling, um, changing up your, helping you change, take your closet over and changing things up, helping you see your, your own clothes in a new light. All these different options I want to give people so I can help them become their best and most authentic self so they can move forward and not question that. You shouldn't jump online with somebody or be in someone's face feeling like, oh, God, you know, hopefully my my shirt and everything no you should get in there and feel confident so yeah. if you look good people are going to look past that and say, okay you know what now let me hear about what you can offer my business my company yeah. no right? definitely definitely i feel like when you feel good or when you look good you feel good and i think that that's something that really overshines everything and when you're confident you can i think that the aura and the vibes that you give off are really strong and if you're confident in yourself your employers are going to be like, oh, this girl knows what she's doing, or this guy knows what they're doing, and I want them on their, or my team, you know, so that's something that I think beyond exactly. football, yeah, and I think beyond football kind of does the same thing in a sense of feeling good, you know, we're out here helping mm -hmm. our, our community, and then we're also talking to mentors, mm -hmm. and they're helping you become a better person yourself, and when you feel like a good person, you do better, mm -hmm. you know, and so I know that your time at San Jose, there wasn't a beyond football. So, you know, as an alum, since it wasn't available, can you just kind of share your thoughts on the program from your own perspective? Man, I love it. I think it's, uh, I think it's so beneficial because they're giving you full access to what that real world is going to be like. You know, it's one thing for someone to tell you, but it's another thing to actually experience it right? Experience having a conversation with someone that's actively doing the work that you're probably going to be doing. Like, you know, if, especially right now, as I get a chance to talk to student athletes, as I'm growing my business, I'm looking for people who fit the mold, right? Who, who fit the space that I may need eventually. Maybe I say, okay, you know what? I really love handing case person. I think they're perfect to head up trend women. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's just based off me having a conversation with you guys through this opportunity that Beyond Football has provided. You know, we didn't have anything like that. They say, well, I remember back in the day, they'd be like, well, it's not like that in the real world. You'll see when you get out there in the real world that this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Well, how am I supposed to know that if I haven't done an internship? First off, as an athlete, you don't have time to do an internship because they don't allow it. At least they didn't allow it back when I was there. Yeah. It was football, you know, sleep, eat, football, class, football. And that was all that was there. You know, and then you party when you have free time. But I think this is such an opportunity for you guys to put yourself in a position that you're grading already with a, a connection to, to a Google, to a Facebook, to Trend, to, you know, to any of these businesses. You're graduating with connections and real conversation and communication with people and phone numbers and contacts. You, you created you know, a connection for yourself. And I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and we know you've been a speaker 
at through the Beyond Football program, um, through Agoge Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something you really emphasized to the athletes when you spoke to them? And I mean, I guess this kind of goes hand in hand, like what advice or lesson did you really put it in their head? Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. For sure. I think um, being honest and being authentic, you know, someone may ask you like, hey, what do you want to do after you graduate? What do you, what do you have planned? Sometimes you just don't know yet. <laughs> it's so early. I'm still in school. I'm playing my sports. I'm do- I don't have any idea. You know, I know I've gotten into this major X, Y, Z, but I'm trying to identify what that is. That's why I'm talking to you. I think being honest with someone will give them the opportunity to possibly help you move in that direction of understanding what you want to do. Because you can jump online with somebody and say, well, you know, I have interest in going into uh, public relations after because of this. Is that what you want to do? Is that because that's the major that you're taking right now? And a lot of people um, take majors that they don't have any interest in working in after school is done. You never know what your path is going to be. So I would just say, uh, I was talking to a couple of guys. I, I just told them, I said, the next time you get on one of these calls, if someone asks you, just say you don't know if you're going to do all that babbling. It makes no sense to go on there and just tell us, tell a story about what you think you should be doing or what you think they should be, um, what you think you should be uh, telling someone. It doesn't make sense. So I think one of the most important things that you can do, honestly, is also interview the person that's asking the questions. You know, what's so good about your place that you need my services? That's you know, because I'm a one of a kind. Right. And that's really important. What do you, what can you guys offer me? What kind of benefit can you can you give me? And that's a, that's something that's so important because I devalued myself a lot in my first five years of playing pro ball because I was so scared of that rejection again that when free agency came around, I didn't even I didn't even touch it. I was like, if I can get a new contract with my same team, I'm staying here. I don't want to go through this negotiation versus saying, no, I do bring value to the team. And this is why. I am good enough and this is why. Identify those things about yourself and then ask those questions. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that in the workforce right now, a lot of people do devalue themselves. And I think that it's really hard to be transparent with yourself and say, hey, like, I don't know what I want to do, you know? And I think me personally growing up, if you don't know what you want to do, that's like a bad thing because usually you're just supposed to know, you know? And I think when you're in an interview process, you're kind of like, I want them, I want them to want me and I, I need yeah. them, you know, yeah. and I think the yeah. mentality is like, you need me, you know, just Absolutely. as much as I need you, you need me as well. Because at the end of the day, no one's like you out there. And just because someone else went to a better school, someone else has a better major, they don't have the personality you, you have, you know, and I think exactly. that's, that's really important. And that I hope all of our listeners are taking this advice because it's super true. You know, you are your own person and no one's going to be you, you know? And so I want you to shift a couple of those words also, because like, is it the better school? Is it the better degree? It's by whose set of rules? You know what I mean? Saying? Cause my experience at San Jose state was off the chain in terms of school wise. I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't imagine any any other place because that's what I experienced. So that was the best place for me. You can say a Harvard or Stanford are, are better. Why? Because because they're because they're 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 producing what? I'm sure there's some successful people that's coming out of there, and there there's successful people coming out of out of everywhere. But just because there's somebody coming out of there that 
you know, got a degree in medicine and is a doctor now, that's the path that they took. You can take that same path to some of the state and be just as good as a doctor. Yeah. Right. You got to understand that your position is your position for a reason. You have to embrace it and own it. Now, I know there's better. No, no, no. My school is just fine. Right. Yep. And, you know, thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on our show. Um, I want everyone who's listening to check out the trend. Not only that, but also San Jose is a really good school. So to everyone out there who's talking all this mess about San Jose, we're Mountain West champs, baby. You know? <laughs> so, you know, our show's not Absolutely. over yet. Absolutely. Our show is not over yet. Here at the Beyond Football Show, we like to spice things up. So, Brandon, we are heading towards our song segment. Everyone has their favorite song. I have my favorite song. Hannah has her favorite song. And I know my favorite song, Word to Word. So, here, what is your favorite song? And can you spit some bars for us? Oh, my favorite song. Man. Or, you know, go-to karaoke song. My go-to karaoke song. What would that be? Babe, what would my my go-to karaoke song be? An Usher song, huh? And, <laughs> let me see. That's a tough one to sing. Um, I know he got so many hot songs. Let me see. Okay. At night, right. don't leave your girl around me. True play it for real. That's for real. Situations. Hey. Will arise. In a lot, but you gotta be smart about it. Celebrations. Hey, I'm gonna give y'all just that. That's all I'm gonna give y'all. That's all I'm gonna give y'all. Yes, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Thank Usher's you. my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, he can sing. He can definitely <laughs> sing. So to all of our listeners out here, thank you for tuning in constantly every single week. Without you guys, this show would not be here. So, and Brandon, again, thank you so much. You definitely have inspired me and hopefully you can dress me because I love fashion and we will connect soon. But yes, everyone, please check out our Instagram and our Twitter and tune in next week to figure out who we interview next. Is it an athlete? Is it an alum? Is it a coach? A mentor? We don't know. But tune in next week at the Beyond Football Show. Bye.